This podcast is a Kitty Wing production. Rockus Marcus. What's up, everybody? Welcome yes. to another episode of My High School iPod, a show where each episode we invite a guest on to play some of the music that they loved in high school, and we listen to it, and we talk about it, and we feel it. <clears throat> Here we go. What iPod oh was God. one of high school? I am your host. <laughs> The host with the most, and by most, I mean bad ways to start episodes of this podcast. <laughs> you could have given me some warning on the ones and twos over here. <laughs> no, no, no. No warning. Just comes, it just comes in my brain and goes out my mouth, and I regret it immediately. I'm your host, Jay Howell. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my, uh, my friend, my producer, my co-host, with the Comost. Hey. With the Rivers Comost. <laughs> Who are you? He looks just like Muhammad Joma. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Jay, how are you, buddy? I'm good. <laughs> uh, we run a real professional operation here, and uh, we just realized that we had been talking for a few minutes without it recording. Yeah, I, I fucked up the record. All right. I'll probably edit all this out, though. That's fine. <laughs> Flawless work. Um, are, are you good? You got? You have anything you want to you talk about? I do. Let's, I have a segment. I think I know what it is, because <laughs> I think I saw something on the internet. And oh, if, baby, if it it's hot this I time. It is. it is hot this time. Oh, uh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, it. it's Miley News. Miley News. <laughs> so, Jay. It's, Miley's going to be on Black Mirror. Miley is going to be on... Okay, so it's been a while since we've recorded an episode. It's been about a month. Our guest is 10 <laughs> seconds away from just going home. <laughs> Every time we do Miley News, the guest is oh, 10 seconds away from going home. But this is important, okay? I, so it's been a while. They announced this maybe like two weeks ago that Miley's going to be on the news. She has an episode on the new season of Black Mirror. Um, she is a talented actress as well as a very talented pop singer. Uh, but I was very excited when I heard that. I was like, holy shit, some real Miley news that I can bring to the podcast. <laughs> but guess what was announced last week? What? She has a new album coming out this week, Jay. Oh this Friday, new Miley Cyrus album coming out. It's called uh, She Is Ready. No, She Is Coming. <laughs> she Is Coming. Yeah, and it looks from, from the accounts of, of the album art and stuff, it looks like it might be a little bit more of a throwback to uh, funky, nasty Miley, not the sweet country Miley we got on the last album, Younger Now. And that's the one that you like? I liked Younger Now a lot, actually. That last album a lot. Uh, but I do like Funky Wild. Cool. Too, so I'm excited to hear it. And uh, yeah, we'll have to... I'm sure I'll... By the time this episode comes out, it'll be out. And uh, I'm sure in the next episode we record, I'll, I'll uh, talk about it. So. I, I can't wait <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's introduce our guest. Uh, I'm very excited. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't oh, have the song. God. I don't have the song ready. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. I thought you were gonna have more Miley. No, more Miley. <laughs> no. So our our next guest, I've been very uh, excited uh, to have him on. 
today. Uh, I have known him many, many years. Uh, we met back in high school, of all places. So what a perfect platform uh, for, for him to, to come and talk to us. Um, I, one of my fondest memories of our guest is, um, I want to say maybe like 10 years ago or maybe a little less, uh, we went to a casino in Tunica, Mississippi, and we were playing blackjack, and we were all doing pretty well, and then they changed dealers, and this old guy named Ozzy came up and took all of our money, and as he was doing it, as he was taking our chips, he was, uh, he was like making up this song about how he was taking all our, all our chips, <laughs> and it just added to our frustration and our anger. And so after we all lost all of our money, we ended up um, standing by this like penny slot machine and uh, a friend of the show Mitchell actually Hardage was there and he had one dollar left and he put it into the penny slot machine and every time he hit the button it would play this song <laughs> but it would just play part of the chorus so it would go taking care of business <laughs> taking care of business <laughs> I, mean, I think he hit it like 30 times before we were all like, Mitchell, you have to stop. Oh my we God. We all hate this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Kyle Withrow. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> I have stories about Kyle. Well, you tell one. <laughs> no, Beat <I> mine. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> Probably lost all my money in one of those stories, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was my first time ever. I think that actually is my only time ever being at a casino. But uh, yeah, where was that? That was at Vegas. You said Tunica, Mississippi. Tunica, Mississippi. The Vegas of the <laughs> South. <laughs> the only casino I've ever been in was in Detroit, Michigan. Ooh. So, yeah, probably the same level of darkness. <laughs> as Tunica. I lost I'm my. I, I'm not. I I enjoy gambling and. To to an extent, but I'm I'm not like I have no patience for it. So I lost like fifty bucks in like ten minutes, and mm. I was just like, "The fuck am I doing here? This sucks." <laughs> got like real depressed about it. And then like much like Mitchell actually Hardage hit penny slots and like made ten dollars. The nice. last ten dollars like last me for like another four hours that we were there. <laughs> we I think the night ended with all of us eating chicken fingers in silence. <laughs> it was it was a real bummer. I think I think they were comped. I think they were. Comped. Yeah. So technically, Amazing. technically, we won chicken fingers. Exactly. Kyle, what, what were you guys doing there? What were, were you guys? Uh, was it a bachelor uh, party or something? Or? No, it was actually a weekend trip. We were going to see the Hold Steady in ah. Oxford, Mississippi, uh, and that was really cool. That was the night after. But it was the fun night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we all had like very little money and we like pooled it all together to buy like natty lights or something to drink in the hotel room. I think I still owe Mitch money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been asking about that. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Uh, I went to a whole study show with the two of you guys once. Oh yeah, I sort of remember that. I, yeah, I'm very drunk when it when it started. Definitely not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I clearly remember like hanging out and doing shots of tequila before the show. Yep. It was uh, we. Man, I went. Is that in my apartment? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was when we were invincible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyle, uh, welcome to the show. Um, as I 
mentioned in the intro, uh, you we we met in high school, and I was thinking about it, and we've had people from our high school on past episodes, but they've all been a different class, and this is the first episode where the three of us all graduated, and like we were in the same really? class, yeah. Interesting, because like uh, yeah. Rudy Mitchell, they were all like younger. And so they'll play this probably at our 20-year high school reunion. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. And yeah, none yeah. of us will be there. Yeah. So they'll <laughs> and be everybody like, will be like, who are those guys? <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, did they, did they die? And we're like, no, they're doing fine. It's like, okay, so we don't have to yeah. pretend to like this. <laughs> they're just at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> look, how, uh, look how bad uh, Kyle's mic is falling. This is like, <laughs> it's, we are rough for like a production. That, I'm going to fix it, but you guys keep talking. We're, we're we're really living up to the moniker of a mediocre podcast. Well, we're rusty. It's been a while. That's true. Kyle was he was just gonna kinda let it let it go. Yeah. And it had kind of like Ooh. nestled it's onto his chest. <laughs> and he was just like angled down talking into it. I made room for it. <laughs> um so yeah, I'll I'll try to kill a little time here. Uh, uh, Kyle, what kind of music did you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 know of course, uh, but but for the listener who might not be familiar with you, um, I guess uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us uh, what you were into in high school. What what kind of kid you would uh, describe yourself as? Um, you know, things of that nature. Um. I would say I was like going back and kind of pinpointing bands and making like a list. I was all over the place. Like, oh yeah, nothing. Like every time I think, I'd be like, oh yeah, I was like super into this. I would be like, oh, what about that like fucking horrible metalcore band that I really liked for like three months? Like shit. Yeah. Any any kind of like cool cred like immediately goes out the window. This is not a show about being cool. This is no, facing your past. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, we, we've kind of discovered, you know, with pretty much every guest that uh, they start off with, like, kind of their, like, cool bands that they're not ashamed of. And then at a certain point, they'll be like, also, I, uh, I really loved the um, Jumanji soundtrack. <laughs> they're like, what? Really? There's, there's also that thing, like you were just saying, Kyle, of, Liking a band for for uh, three months, but that being like weirdly those three months they you, you, they were your favorite band or something. Like I, I you have that so clearly with certain bands where I was like, holy shit, I love this band. But then I'm like, I remember like four songs off this album, and I never listened to anything else they ever did. <laughs> and like, like I don't know why I loved this band so passionately but so briefly <laughs> and then they're somehow still around and still making music. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Uh, not kill us. i mean a lot of the bands that even we talk about at least for me have been like uh even like taking back sunday and stuff like that like a lot of it has been like bands that like yeah i like them for like a summer mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i really like that album but i don't really remember listening to it more than like this one brief moment in in my life you know yeah I was very guilty of, um, especially when I first started driving, uh, I had a station wagon and I wanted to cover it in band stickers. And so there were plenty of bands that I maybe knew one or two of their songs, but I would get a sticker of them and like put it on my car. And then like a few months later, be like, I might need to cover that up. (laughs) (laughs) Something else. (laughs) Uh, 
I had oh. a buddy get a 311 tattoo on his arm. Ooh. Yeah. Can't take that sticker off. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he did He did end up getting covered, it, getting it covered up. And it, it, I don't even think he ever, like, disliked 311 so much, like, as he grew older, as much as it was just, like, embarrassing. That's, like, an embarrassing band to like enough to get a tattoo of, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a quitter. <laughs> uh, that was... <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> for you, too. That was... <laughs> got a Shout, out. Shout out. <laughs> as long as he hasn't been on, like, the cruise. He's probably been on the cruise. Oh, I don't think so. Those cruises are expensive, man. Yeah. 311. I haven't booked them tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <Been there. laughs> um, Did go to the Sprite Remix tour, though. Ooh. 311, Incubus, Snoop Dogg. And a lot of Sprite Remix. <laughs> so much Sprite Remix. What does Sprite Remix taste like? Oh, like like, like Sprite a, with with Skittles in it, basically. Yeah, it's like a berry one. Yeah. Yum. No one drank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like very candied flavored. Mm, no, thank you. Um, you guys both have tattoos. Do you have any... Well, Muhammad, I know you don't. Do you have any, like, band tattoos? Probably half of them. Really? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, at this point, I am covered in stuff that I probably should get covered up. <laughs> but... Since I gave enough of a shit at one point in time, like I, th- I have like two Elliot Smith tattoos oh, yeah. straight off the rip. That one's kind of silly, though. <laughs> like I, I always want to cover that one up, but then I don't know. Eh, I, I mean, think, it's like you yeah. said, you cared about it at a time. Yeah. I think and like, I think if you're going to have bad tattoos, you just got to own it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe not like 311 bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's huge, <laughs> too. <laughs> Uh, it makes you feel better about yours. <laughs> um, do you wanna you wanna get into some music? Do you wanna? I mean, there's no real rhyme or reason to what we do, um, but uh, yeah, you wanna just uh, yeah. play a little Let's something? Oh, I have the chord. Sorry, oh, God, I'm I'm telling you, I'm rusty, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I I kind of have like a little the narrative for the first couple. Perfect. I believe, because um, I think you grew up in a similar situation. For with, sure horrible christian punk music and stuff of that nature oh yeah we've, but, we've discussed a little bit <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but there's like a handful of those bands that actually probably definitely before high school for two of them but that kind of pushed me into good music and bands i still listen to so we'll start with the pop punk band that really really did it for me oh yeah Probably know MXPX. I don't want to <laughs> Wait, these these guys are Christian? MXPX? Yeah. Yeah. To the line. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah. of bands like that in this scene, though. Really. I feel like when they started, they were more so, and then I think maybe they kind of wanted a broader audience. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I like listen to this song for the first time in probably like 15 years today. And it's like, oh yeah kind of sick and then there's like a really crucial like jesus line coming up and I was like ah yeah <laughs> i bought it at a christian bookstore yeah. <laughs> that was a. Uh, it was nice to have a i guess something that i guess you could get your parents to like drive you to the concert or whatever because you were like oh, but they're christian listen to this one line maybe like <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah it was definitely Kind of the only 
like kind of the catch for me was I could buy whatever I wanted, like fifth or sixth grade, as long as it came from the Christian bookstore. Wow. So like I, <laughs> so weird. weird Southern Baptist <laughs> shit, man. So weird. Uh, what was the catch toy Tooth and Nail? Was that yeah. the label that had all those bands on it? Tooth and Nail. That probably ruined my life. <laughs> like my life would be drastically different if I had never discovered that. Yeah, you would Musically, get- this isn't. None of this is bad, though. This sounds good. pretty good. They're a good punk band. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were like. I remember they like toured with like secular bands. Uh, we've discussed. I think it was the Luke Tanner episode. We talked about uh, seeing them uh, with Dashboard Confessional and Brand New. And it was like September 11th. 2002 so it was like a year after and we were all like are we allowed to like go to a concert like what are we supposed to do but we all went and it was fucking awesome <laughs> that 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 type of punk is all kind of it, it, like now that we've been listening to it it's all sort of the same in such a yeah like such a lame way once you start listening to a bunch of it uh i mean like i still kind of like it even even like the what rudy turner called the fart punk the like no effects and <laughs> vandal stuff but it's so like they do all the same sort of gimmicks all of them they do like the drop out of like the instruments and da 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 or mm-hmm. whatever you know and like the chanting lyrics and stuff it's just like it's all the same shit <laughs> i feel like it it can definitely be limiting and uh i think the the bands that stand out are the ones that figure out a way to like keep doing that and like kind of yeah being creative with the right. form mm-hmm. um but yeah it's, it's it's probably really hard to do i remember i uh oh kyle too um I was a huge uh, fan of the thermals and uh, I always would listen to like, they would put a new album out and musically like what they were doing wasn't super complicated and it was uh, kind of uh, almost not predictable, but it was like ways that I would still like hear an album be like, that was really good. Like they figured out they, they were in, they were kind of in their set in their ways, but figured out a way to like keep making albums that were really like quality albums yeah they did something different each time Mm -hmm. although i looked at the mxpx discography which is shockingly huge (laughs) they don't really do anything different (laughs) are they still making albums i think they're still a band yeah it's crazy i remember seeing i guess it was like uh something that a lot of bands that we talk about on on here uh, they do those, you know, like 10, 15, 20 year reunion, like album or like album release anniversaries where they'll like play the whole thing from start to finish. And I don't know what the big MXPX album was, but I remember seeing like a video that they had done a, a tour like that where they played one of the albums start to finish. And in my mind, I was like, okay, and then they'll be done, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still going. They go back to being church pastors or whatever it is they do. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you know what MXPX stands for? No fucking clue. Me neither. Still. Damn it. Mr. X, <laughs> please excuse us. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, 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 you grew up religious. You grew up buying albums at the, uh, at the Christian bookstore. Um, Is it Lifeway? Is that one? Lifeway. Family, family Christian. Mm-hmm. 
in Virginia, where I grew up, there was uh, Heaven and Earth was the one, <laughs> which I found out later is like a movie that came out at some point that is not a Christian movie. <laughs> it was just weird that they named their store after this like secular It's like a movie. Cinemax thriller. Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably starting... Christopher Lambert. Yes. <laughs> he works at a heaven and earth bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> and also is solving a grisly murder. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep going down this yeah. road. You got, yeah, you got some more stuff in that vein or, uh, let's see. I'm trying, God, I'm trying to stay away from the checkered, Skeleton in my closet with the this is a Christian safe, ska bands. This is a safe place. <laughs> we have not really listened to many Christian ska bands. I can right. tell you that much. Right. So we'll do one just for me and you. Okay. As we, uh, I think I know what you're gonna play. Yeah, you definitely. <laughs> this is on the. I have too. no I, idea. I really, I did not want to dig into this one, but we need to. Super tones. This might, wanna, have, might have been a bonding band for us. I think so. Yeah. Because we were still like into like cooler stuff than this. Oh, yeah. But I think it was like, you grew up going to church? Me too. You like super tones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to see how many lyrics I still remember? Super tone strike. Back with me as father. You hit with the back harder. Like 1979, <laughs> I'm afraid to be a martyr. California summer shine, super shine, super guy. Chevy Wooden through the house of everybody upside. I didn't realize how similar like Scott was to rap music. <laughs> it had something for everything. Really I could have kept singing, but I thought. Ooh, we missed the gang vocals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so I saw the Supertones, and they wore jumpsuits. Similar, ah! They were like bright orange jumpsuits. There. I thought about getting this in bright orange. They I'm were, wearing a jumpsuit today. They were as visually offensive as they are to the ears. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've never heard of this band before. It's a good name. <laughs> yeah. I saw them in a skate video, believe it or not. Like... I don't think they had Christian skate videos. No, no, but, no. But the Supertones were definitely an escape video. Well, all this music could pass, honestly. Like, yeah. like I said, I never knew MXPX was a Christian Well, like this lyric. They would throw shit like that in. I couldn't tell what he said. Something Christ. Look less to me and look more to Christ. Uh, Christ has saved us. And like they would throw yeah. stuff that. Usually in the second verse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once they reel you in, then they, they show you their full hand. <laughs> I thought you were going to play a Five Iron Frenzy song, um, which I feel like the cooler... Uh, sort of Christian kids like Five Iron Frenzy and I was more into the Supertones and I don't know why because they, they're similar. Like I think I stuck with Five Iron Frenzy longer. Like, mm. I think when the 90s were over I was done with Supertones. <laughs> I, I, I was... I can almost safely say I was done with Scott by like ninth or 10th grade. That's a safe but way to end it. I think Five Iron Frenzy was still a thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, some of the, some of the kids that I like went to like was friends with in high school. Uh, they, I think Fiverr and Frenzy was doing like their last show or something and they all went to go see it and they were like, we cried, man. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I remember they did a, they did like a, a tour like a year or two ago. I think it was in the past couple of years when someone hit me up like, yo, you going to go to the five iron show? I was like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> 
it's gotta be tough to do a reunion show for a ska band because typically ska bands have like 40 people in them <laughs> like there's so also many because members. ska isn't really like a genre of music anymore yeah. <laughs> who's opening for them right <laughs> not, not other really. ska bands on their reunion <laughs> tour it's, it's not a, a viable uh business option when you're in your probably mid 40s now oh, yeah. uh, like at least so. Yeah, how are you gonna skank? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Muscle in your back, right? <laughs> Do you think that, like, that's a money grab? Like those dudes? I hope they're all doing fine financially. But do you think, like, I feel like something like that? Like, if they haven't done anything for years, and then they're like, "Why don't we just do another tour?" It's like somebody might need some money. Like, yeah, yeah, and I think they're also banking on the fact that like there's nothing lamer than being like middle-aged and being like don't you miss the good old days <laughs> like someone's that's what this whole podcast <laughs> is about <laughs> no we're doing it ironically <laughs> well i mean i'm not trying to i'm not going back and trying to Relive my yeah. fire and right, right. <laughs> but they know that like there is a guaranteed audience to that genuinely like like yeah man, i really don't i got nothing like that now yeah, like, yeah. i want that back and, like yeah. i couldn't want anything more in the opposite direction if i i tried <laughs> <laughs> just dudes in pork pie hats and checkered belts like bringing their son like <laughs> let me show you what what music like, dad was yeah. into <laughs> oh god don't do that to your kid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said I'm trying to avoid my checkered past. Did you know? Were you doing that on uh, purpose? That was, that was definitely on purpose. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like a little skanking skeleton in your closet. <laughs> we all have them. If, if you were born in the 80s in general, like if you were cognizant of music in 1995, you 100% gave a shit about something like that. Yeah, yeah. it came and went real fast. Ska yeah. or like one of those big band like you know big yeah. bad voodoo daddy cherry papa daddies that scene for a while i feel like that was like ska jason yeah, i guess i feel like that was even too. shorter than ska yeah it was yeah. like those bands had there was like two or three of them and they each had like a song yeah. brian setzer orchestra like, ska bands had like tailored suits and then those other bands had like off the rack like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> visually different <laughs> Guys, Cherry Pop and Daddies is the grossest band name of all time. (laughs) Never even thought about it until right now. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, I was in like fifth grade being like, I love that Cherry Pop and Daddies song. I'm sure my mom was probably, maybe she didn't even pick it up. I hope not, but... um, (laughs) I watched... uh, These guys love ice cream sundaes. I I watched uh, Swingers uh, within the last year. I watched it last week. Wow. wow. The movie itself, I think it still holds up. I still really like it. But there is a big presence of like swing bands. Yeah. The, the last soundtrack. 20 minutes of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the constant baby and uh, it is, yeah, it's, yeah, money, money and baby. Yeah. Just, fucking shoot me like, like so of its very specific very. short-lived time right well it's la right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then vegas and right i was watching it like we talked about gambling earlier like i'm a fucking fanatic for that <laughs> i was like oh they go to vegas this would be enjoyable yeah. i'm just like i've never hated a vegas experience <laughs> more than this movie. Like, <laughs> 
Very weird. <laughs> um, all right. Christian Ska. Christian Ska. Um, if you want to keep going with that, I'm more than happy to. But uh, if the you only Ska. Something else. <laughs> I think that we, since we acknowledged it, like it's a huge weight off my shoulders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, can go, we can go beyond. And the next... The next one, uh, I doubt you listen to, but it definitely, like, sixth grade, I say. Uh, yeah. Good old Stretch Armstrong. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. They were Christian, right? They were, like, Christians in a band, which is a huge huge thing to, to mention when you're in the midst of all this shit. Wait, what is, what is that? Like, Christian guys in a band. Like, oh, right. Band. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, like super positive hardcore band. Yeah. But, yeah, I got into these guys again, like, buying like random records. Like, oh, yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Like, why wouldn't I like that? That sounds cool. Cool name. And then it was actually, like, probably like the most aggressive music I'd ever heard at the time. Was this at the Christian Bookstore? Yeah. Ah. This is on the Tooth and Nail imprint. Ooh. Solid State Records. Yes. Which put out a lot of, like, weird music. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those bands, like, digging into, like, like, digging into the record and, like, reading, the, like, the liner notes. They think like all these like non-Christian bands that ended up like blowing my mind. Like as I'm like <laughs> digging around like the MP3 era, like yeah, I'll look up sick of it all. And, like uh, shy yeah. lead, like like a bunch of like New York hardcore bands mm. that were actually good and not weirdo like Christian <laughs> bands. Uh, well, that, I guess that answers. I was gonna ask like, do you still? What do you think of this now? Like, you still? I have not heard this record. Probably since 2004. Not as bad as I remember. Yeah. I still listen, like, kind of have a weird thing about, like, I still follow, like, hardcore music. And it's probably a rather large guilty pleasure of mine. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely got a little burned out on it uh, when I was younger. But, again, this band, like, kind of was the offshoot, like, this branch for me, like, getting into, like, metal and Mm -hmm. hardcore music. They were a gateway very much so but they're also like weirdly like positive and, like, mm-hmm. super into i don't know being decent people which right. is kind of weird <laughs> i yeah i i definitely remember being exposed to bands like that and uh i had friends that like really got into it and for whatever reason i was just like oh, really it's not really speaking to me and uh those friends went on to like hundreds of bands like that Oh, and I oh, yeah. just never, never, they all, uh, I'm sure there's, you know, uh, intricacies and differences in all of them, but they all just kind of felt similar to me. Just like, I don't know. It seems real aggressive. Oh, yeah. But it was, I don't know, it was like a a point where, like, all my friends were into, like, punk music and, like, punk bands, and this somehow was, like, a step beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that led to, like, me and, like my best friends in high school, like Alan Hamilton, who we're all familiar with and Robert green and company. Mm-hmm. And we would, it kind of spiraled into this like really silly, like what's the most like extreme heavy. Show <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, still, like I said, I remember that little like crew. I used to hang out at Alan Hamilton's yeah. often cause he was across the street from me. Yeah. You guys literally lived across the street from each other. Yeah. 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 I spent, 
more time in Alan's basement listening to music. Yeah. Like, as a, like, just daily activity, like, than anything else. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much all we did. It's like, go to shows, have his parents or Robert's parents drive us to shows in Atlanta, and then just be like, dude, check out what I found. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much double bass on this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do have a tendency to call bands like that like Alan Hamilton bands. <laughs> yeah, and it's just because like he was—he was just a dude that was—I was around a lot more. Like we were definitely friends, but we were just always in proximity to each other. Yeah. So like I'd bring you know whatever pop punk bullshit I was listening to, and he'd be like, "Yeah, but have you heard this?" And then play me some crazy fast, you know, weird. Uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll but give I, you. Uh, yeah. I'll give you another one that Alan and us used to listen to here. The old Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh yeah. Which was another band. Uh, problematic lyrics too, but another band <laughs> that was kind of overly heavy for the sake of just being ridiculous, mm-hmm. and that's definitely appeal like as like a 15 year old kid you're like yeah like, <laughs> fuck system of town like who the fuck needs that right. yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm beyond that like I'm, we're definitely like heavy music snobs at a very young age still a heavy music snob in my 30s yeah but, you know. <laughs> I, I remember always thinking that there was something about this music that seemed like just very uh like schizophrenic like nothing really was meshing together you know i mean i know that's by design but i remember like that was a hard thing for me to get over because when you mention somebody like system of a down system of a down still is pretty basic song structure they have, they yeah. have choruses yeah <laughs> yeah and you're something like this and you're just like i don't really know what to do with this like i don't know how to bob my head to it or like tap my foot it's just like a bunch of technical sounds and stuff just kind of jerking off yeah, for the sake of yeah. Right. i always uh and like listening to this now uh i always very much like respected especially like what the drummer is doing oh, yeah. and i just be like i can't do that i'll never right. be able to do that <laughs> this dude was like it's like the classic story though where he's like a jazz drummer like he went to like, yeah. school for it and then just he's just a fucking weirdo on the side which i appreciate yeah you know and they were really? they were actually still a band until I think last year, but they were I don't know not not my thing. Nah. I think I saw I, I did go see them on their like farewell tour I guess, which was kind of fun. But that's what was band. that? Was that like were you like mid twenties or something? Or was no it no this is like maybe two years ago. Really? Was, yeah they they played the variety and like they were always wild like saw them like throw like a like a hi-hat into the audience from like <laughs> behind like behind the drummer Jesus Christ like just and the, the like their new singer was just this like super like like crazy military looking dude and he just like one-handed like a hi-hat just over the drummer <laughs> through the crowd and then he climbed to like the ceiling of the masquerade like the first time we saw him like breathing fire and shit and we're just like the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seeing like a again like as you get older and you see bands get older and you see they're like oh they're not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> There's like a little, little bit of a liability yeah. there. And they have bills to pay. And 
I don't want to get sued. Yeah, hi hats um, aren't cheap. No, <laughs> they're also kind of a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> the top of them is a point. Yeah. So like it's very much like a spear with metal things coming at you. Somebody on this podcast told us a story about a uh, a local band that they went and saw, and like they threw something and it hit like a girl in the head and oh, she was yeah. like bleeding all over the no, place was, uh <laughs> i forget the band but uh gus was saying that like yeah they threw a, like a guitar yeah yeah and <laughs> and then somebody in the crowd after could they like they after their show just like threw it i think it was like pissed off or something and uh somebody in the crowd was like hey you just hit somebody with your guitar and they were like oh yeah, she can keep it. Yeah, she can. She can <laughs> keep it. That was like the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it back. That's I don't fine. want that probably broken guitar that <laughs> smacked you in the head. You want me to sign it? <laughs> you want me to sign your bleeding right. head wound? <laughs> Sorry for the stitches. <laughs> but yeah, that was. We were going to shows like that. Like I remember the first one of the first shows me and Alan went to was like probably like two thousand or two thousand one, and it was Poison the Well, which has come up on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before um, I won't bore anyone with that. <laughs> yeah, that shit did not hold up. Uh, but it's like Poison <laughs> the Well, and then like Strung Out, and then I think Rufio opened and Rise Against. Nice. And that was like two thousand, two thousand one. It's a good bill. It's very, very like at the time we're like, yeah, it's like everything we like all yeah. at once. And yeah. then looking back, you're like, none of that makes any sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we would go to shows like that all the time. And I loved it. Like probably the year after, I think it was 2002. Um, there used to be this, uh, there's a record label called Asian man records that re- did, uh, like benefit and like a benefit record, um, for like suicide hotline, like suicide awareness stuff. Oh, I, and, uh, I, I might remember that album. It was, they were called Plea for Peace. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they did a show, and it was, I thought, I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Like one year it was Alkaline Trio and Hot Water Music. Yeah. And then the one that I got to go to was uh, Thursday, which was kind of important to us. Oh, yeah. Poison the Well and Common Rider, which was the dude from uh, Operation Ivy's new band. And cursive. It's cool. <laughs> and then the Lawrence Arms. And like, at the time, like four of those, like, I, I didn't give a shit about Common Rider, but like four of those bands were like really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of it made any sense. And so <laughs> like, I loved it. Like, it's like, oh, cool. It's like listening to a mix CD I made. Like, right. yeah, there's no like flow from one band <laughs> <Yeah>. to the other. <laughs> and now thinking about it, I'm like, man, how much did Cursive hate playing in front of like a metal core? Yeah, right. Like, ugh. Yeah. Hey, ugh. you know, Thursday's a band that has been mentioned so many times on this podcast, but I don't think we've ever played them um, on, I, on the podcast. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's I just that. I thought about that like I was editing some episode recently and I was just like geez I feel like we've talked about that band a few yeah. times but nobody's ever actually like played. I think I like talking about them more than I like listening right. to them. Right, one hundred percent. I should have looked up if this plea for peace record was. Yeah. Um. It's not. Was there something about uh, like going to bands with like uh, or like shows with like very aggressive bands or like really like hardcore shows uh was it appealing to you that like you kind of had to keep your guard up because like someone might 
throw a punch or a hi-hat might come at you. (laughs) That was definitely, like, a huge part of the appeal. Like, A, we didn't know anyone to listen to that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember being, like, somewhat upset when, like, someone younger than me, like, in high school was like, yo, I like that shirt. Like, what the fuck do you know about that? (laughs) Like, I was like, I get picked on for this shit. Like, don't, you know, think out of an asshole. Um, But yeah, that was definitely a part of it. Like, I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's his voice. You hear it now. Yeah. He used to sound yeah. so cool, and now it's just like, oh, you sound yeah, like I, a whiny child or something. This, this shit was on MTV. Like, yeah, oh I, yeah. I, I remember the video. Yeah. yeah, I bought this record like the month it came out. Yeah. Like, they were on one of those Fleet of Comps. This song, like a live version of this, is on that. I don't know why I remember the shit, but I do. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely. You know, you're young and you're looking for other other avenues of things, like different kinds of music. And the radio was pretty much non-existent to me after probably the year 2000, mm-hmm. 2001. And you just kind of like keep digging deeper. And then the next thing you know, you're at like under the couch at Georgia Tech, which is <laughs> this like legendary little venue that was not much bigger than this that, room we're uh... in. We would get into shows. It would be like 300 people crammed into a room that's just super fucking dangerous. Yeah. And real sweaty. (laughs) Yeah. I remember seeing shows there and like it was just fucking wild. Like dudes getting drop kicked, people like hanging from the ceiling. Um, Yeah. Seeing people just get their teeth knocked out when you're like 16 years old. You're like, wow, I just watched that guy lose like four teeth. (laughs) Like that's right next to me yeah. like that could have been me like stuff like that where you're, you know i guess you find it kind of cool but mm-hmm. at the same time you're like oh yeah this is kind of ignorant like <laughs> it's yeah but yeah. like i i think uh because I, I i never would go to those kind of shows I, I liked the more kind of softer stuff where people would stand close together but then you would all try sing, not to touch. Yeah, you would all like <laughs> sing along to the shins and be like, "This is fun." That was I liked that. If like a if like a mosh pit broke out nearby, I'd be like, "Uh oh, everyone, keep your guard." <laughs> There's a pit over there. Yeah, but, but would, just like and it like that sort of like that hardcore dancing where people would like swing their arms around and like do kicks and stuff like. I always enjoyed watching that like from a distance, oh, yeah. but like not trying to get close to it at all. Yeah, I thought that shit was always just goofy as fuck. Like, There's got to be a better way, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, listening to Thursday there, I um, I definitely liked. I think that was like as close to like hardcore as I would get would be like Thursday. It's or, so much closer to like an emo band than a hardcore Oh, I know, band. but they have that like kind of screamer guy and he was yeah. only on like a couple songs. Like, yeah. Um, he also sounds a lot like the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> um, I want to say most of the time with those bands, it was like the rhythm guitar player was also the screamer yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, like bands like that and like Finch. I was like, yeah. this is I'm getting the best of both worlds here. <laughs> they're really sensitive and then they're really angry. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a short burst. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why was Thursday like all over MTV and stuff for like a minute? They were 
they were on Victory Records, which I was familiar with from like all kinds of hardcore bands because it was like a hardcore label out of Chicago in the '90s. And um, I mean, they put out like Earth Crisis, like all kinds of like crazy hardcore shit. And then they realized that that wasn't making as much money as they yeah. could be. <laughs> and they started putting out other like kind of more like on the emo kind of spectrum. Uh, Thursday included. And then I think Thursday was like one of the first bands that like my friend group followed that like got on a major label. Mm. I remember like buying the record at Target. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal and all kinds of shit like that. Were you, I think I know the answer because, because we, we were friends and had similar uh, opinions about things, but um like we, you were saying with, with hardcore bands, when someone would like rec- recognize the shirt you were wearing and you would like not be happy about it. Like <laughs> I remember if, if uh, somebody who wasn't in like my immediate group of friends would be like, oh yeah, I saw so-and-so is going to be uh, playing at the masquerade. I'd be like, fuck, they're going to be at that <laughs> concert. Man, like everybody likes this band now. And I like... And now, like, as a 33-year-old with bills and stuff, it was like, good for those guys for, like, (laughs) making some money. Whereas, like, back in high school, it was like, fucking sellouts. They're getting played on the radio. This is bullshit. Yeah, I feel like, like, I'm at school. I fucking hate school. I don't need some dork from school fucking being into this shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's just another... I had none of that, and I think it's probably because I was the guy that was like, hey, I know Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of cool. They used to be, <laughs> until right now. <laughs> uh, but I did, I like because of the type of music, I guess, I listened to, I would... I remember seeing like people I wouldn't expect to see at the Warp Tour, which I went to for three out of the four years I was yeah. in high school, and just being like, "This is crazy! What are you doing here?" And like being very excited about it, um, which you know probably is the appropriate way to be. And also in right. retrospect, like the Warp Tour is such a varied show of like different, art, you know what I mean? It's, it's a big, very commercial. Kind yeah, of it's thing. so commercial. Yeah. It's like not surprising at all that like the kid who sat in front of you in math class. Just happened to be there, whatever, yeah, you like, know. Oh, see whatever band, whatever. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Of course, he's gonna be. There. <laughs> but I like that one CKY song. <laughs> right, man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you even have CKY yet? No, we haven't. Oh, we haven't. CKY. And I've only heard. I just made that joke. I like that one CKY song. I've only ever heard that one CKY song. <laughs> that, it's because it's the only one. That's <laughs> like, and after the intro, it sucks. Like, yeah. It's horrible. yeah. And the rest of that shit is not that good. Now. Yeah. All right, I cannot all indulge. I, I cannot indulge the CKY. <laughs> you know what's funny about CKY is like they're they had those videos, and uh, I feel like by the third one. They just weren't really playing their music anymore. They were playing that band Him, which is like a weird, like, like preteen girl's idea of like Satan music. <laughs> okay, so the next song is Him's Isaac cover. <laughs> no, I would have fallen. No. Did not know that was a thing as well until very recently. Is it really? Yeah. Holy oh my shit. God. Um, yeah, I, uh, I did that as my last call song one night. <laughs> we got out in record time. Fucking <laughs> excellent. All right. <laughs> I'll try to wrap up the uh, Christian music side here. All right. Um, and then we'll, uh, yeah, let's play something and, uh, and then we'll take a break. Cool. 
We're gonna need to talk about Pedro the Lion, so maybe we'll yeah, we can come back. Yeah, we can, we'll we'll take a break. We'll keep playing it, and we'll uh, we'll we'll take a break, and we'll come back with it uh, still playing, and then we can talk about it. Cool. You can do that, right, producer? No. <laughs> I don't know why that was your idea. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more of my high school iPod. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? I'm Murray McMurtry with my son, Marty McMurtry. How you doing? Allow us to propose a scenario to you. You've been invited to a fancy dinner party, and you feel as though a standard necktie simply will not do. You want something that says power, elegance, sports fan. May we present to you the mascot ascot. It's a regal, sophisticated, scarf-like neck accessory that allows you to be distinguished while simultaneously letting others know where your sports allegiances lie. Imagine walking into a fancy dinner party with a beautiful ascot adorned with beloved Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty. You'll be the belle of the ball. Or, if you prefer something a bit more classical, might we recommend the San Diego Chicken? You'll be the life of the party. Or, if you're a scholarly individual, and would like to boast your collegiate background, how about the Stanford undecorated Christmas tree? Whatever your team is, we might got a mascot ascot just for you. Mention that you heard this promo on my high school iPod, and we'll throw in a mascot bolo tie at half price. Mascot ascots, protect Protect your your neck! And scene. See, guys, it's that easy. If you have something you want to promote, uh, something you want people who listen to this podcast to know about, um, send us an email at myhighschoolipod at gmail.com. Let us know what you got going on uh, and whatever information you feel is pertinent, uh, and we'll get back to you. And you can have your ads right here on the world's most mediocre podcast, (laughs) My High School iPod. (laughs) Let's get back to the show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to my high school iPod. Uh, I'm your host, Jay Howell, my co-host, Muhammad Joma. Hey. And our guest, Kyle Withrow. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's talk Pedro the Lion. Uh, let's hear that song. Huge, huge uh, uh, musical uh, influence for myself, for Kyle. Sure. Muhammad? I'd never listened to this band never? in high school. You'd love it. I mean, I listened to them a little bit post-high school just because they were a very popular band mm-hmm. that I had heard the name of. But, yeah, this was it was so not on my radar of stuff I listened to in high school. He put out a record in February. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. It's really like, good. What, is it him good. solo still? I know he's been solo for a while, right? It's David, David what's his name? David. Bizarre. David Bazan, which I was, was gonna say David Banner, that's somebody else. <laughs> he was touring for years as David Bazan, and then just this this album that he just put out is Pedro the Lion. Um, I don't think it's the original lineup. I don't know. Did the lineup change from time to time, or like? It's um, he's playing bass now, and it's like a drummer and a guitar player. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of hired gun situation. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is good. This sounds, you know, like uh, indie rock. <laughs> yeah, this is like I think '97 or '98. Yeah. This record came out, and I this is another one that I got into at a super young age. 
thanks to Christian bookstores. Really? Oh, he's he is Christian, right? Started off yeah. very much, and almost like it felt like each album he got less. Yeah, it got a lot darker. Yeah, like a lot less preachy, I guess, and really like just more interesting. Like he, his trajectory was like a really like kind of wonderful thing to follow as like a music fan, as a person who was also growing out of that. Like I felt like as I was getting older and out of the church kind of stuff, he was doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of a... It's like the Harry Potter books, but <laughs> very <laughs> for leaving religion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first thing I got from him was a record called The Whole EP. Mm-hmm. And that that was it was like just fucking game over. Like I got that from a mail order from Tooth and Nail on Christmas in like eighth grade maybe, and I was just like, "Yep, found this, it." This is my guy. I yeah. hope he's making music for the next thirty years. <laughs> thank fucking God he is. He is. And yeah, it was it was it was cool. Like there was a song on that record. Like I've even brought it up to him. Like having worked with him and done shows with him. Like, yeah, I got this record. It was on Tooth and Nail, and he'll kind of, like, you can see him, like, grit his teeth a little. He's like, fuck, I don't yeah. want to. <sighs> then... he, he got to a point, I feel like he's less angry now, but there was a point where he almost, like, went from being, like, the guy that was like, oh, yeah, he's kind of Christian, to, like, just, like, calling out God for, like, being. Yeah. Like, some of the heaviest music yeah. I've ever heard. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of anger that, could probably only come from somebody oh, that formerly religious. Yeah, yeah, it was real, and it was like the songs were so good. That's really like, interesting. I did not know any of that about yeah. him. So I'll get you some. I'll get you yeah. some pages. Yeah. You'd mean, really like it. He, there's some Bazan solo records that I'm not like super big on. They're good, but then the Pit of the Lion stuff, like across the board, for the most part, is like great mm-hmm. like there, his, the last record he put out Achilles Heel I'm not the biggest fan of but everyone else seems to love it you're a big fan I really like Achilles yeah. Heel yeah there's like a couple tracks on that that I think are like pretty untouchable start with is he me. always like start without me is great the poison is the, the poison's really good ruins me um, is he always like chill like this you know like kind of soft spoken um, soft music play I mean, he's got something off control yeah plays and um, control was a was a big one for me because it was one of the first like concept like yeah. storytelling albums that I really got into and like the story itself is pretty dark. This when this record came out, I remember buying I think the magazine was called like H H M or H, some H M magazine or Maybe. something or later became were, a clothing company. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a, there was a picture of him on the cover and it was like him and he had this like Fu Manchu, like handlebar mustache. And it was just like Bazan leaves God or something like wow. that. And it was about Jeez. control coming out. And it was like Dylan goes electric for me because it straight up is like a rock record. Yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. He put out this like really rock and really dark record. This is 2002. Yeah, 2002. And, um, yeah, it's a story about, like, a, a husband and wife and their kind of troubles and he's cheating on his wife and having all these, like, weird hotel affairs. Mm-hmm. The wife kills him. It's 
not very Christian. <laughs> there, there's a priest at the end who pretty much says that life is meaningless and everyone's going to die. <laughs> the last lyrics on the record are everything turns to shit. <laughs> he says come a bunch. Yeah. Or alludes to it. <laughs> I think he's doing better now <laughs> in terms of where he is. But, but yeah. yeah. That's was, fucking crazy. I had no idea any of this. Dude, <laughs> like that's, that's awesome. He's like a 16-year-old like literally I did like a project on Pit of the Lion in like a philosophy class and I made someone like sob like it was fucking dark <laughs> and yeah like hearing this record like broke my fucking brain like, sounds good too I like that this, yeah. it's still good like I listened to it very recently it's got that like sort of sludgy noise thing going on sludgy Grungy. it's all like very true to the like three piece Format, yeah. Like, guitar, bass, drums. You're not gonna hear like a horn or yeah, like any sort of like, like additional instruments on the album. It's like just if it couldn't be done live, it wasn't recorded. Like, yeah, everything. That's awesome. And I remember seeing him on this tour, and he gets sort of drinking, and like there's this huge like mystery around him. Was that the Drunken Unicorn show? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I think we went to uh, that. No, that I think that was Achilles. Was that later? Um, or no, maybe he did do the unicorn then. Man, yeah. he was yeah. he was like playing the unicorn like when this album came yeah. out. Like, so, so he was not a huge. I mean, I guess he was always pretty famous. It was he, just like he was like well known in circles, but yeah, never really. I think hit it too big. Yeah. He, uh, I remember he opened for. I want to say it was like Rilo him Kiley? and then Ben Queller and Rilo Kiley. Mm. And uh, um, so his he played first and his set was very short, but it was like very impactful. And then maybe not even a year later, he was at the Drunken Unicorn yeah. and he played for like an hour and a half and it was so good. And That's cool, man. That's he, awesome. he played... I remember the Drunken Unicorn show because... Um, he played a cover of uh, Radiohead. Uh, uh, Let Down? Yeah. 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 And I, that was a time where um, I would, I was big into like finding um, the soundboard recordings of shows that I liked. Man, like, I had so many Pay to the Lion bootlegs. Yeah. So many. It would be like, does that same? culture still exist? Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I'm, like bootleg culture. I'm still. <laughs> He's done. Still yeah. yeah. <laughs> before the, not the newest national album, but the one that came out before, I remember bumping into Kyle and he was listening to like one of their like live in Europe thing. And he was like, there's so much shit on the new album that's on this live thing. That's it's going to cool. be so good. My, my iPhone is like mostly like national bootlegs and stuff like that. <laughs> that's and, awesome. Um, and I had some Pedro ones until I lost my phone. Yeah. I, there was, I listened to the shit out of the, that that soundboard recording. I don't remember like what city it was in, but um, it was just like like that. The whole thing was just so good, and I think I had it on a burn CD. And that was a time where in my car I was still kind of going back and forth between like this is on my iPod, this is on a CD, yeah. and so I would like have to like unplug the iPod right. and put a CD in. Kids have it so easy these days. <laughs> I was thinking when you were talking about looking through like liner notes, how that's just like not a thing anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I'm kind of guilty of it too. Like, I don't have much of a record collection anymore. Sure. I mean, 
it's kind of like a for better or worse thing. Like yeah. they're they're definitely reason. Like I mean, I don't. I got rid of my CDs. I got rid of almost all my DVDs. I still have some vinyl because I like going to the record store. I like looking through media and usually yeah. they're older stuff. But but it's just like you know, I hardly spend the vinyl here. You know, I, I don't. I, I hardly pop a DVD in the player. It's just like yeah. media that that hard media. There's a lot of great stuff about it, but like when it actually comes to you know ingesting the media, it's so much easier to just stream anything <laughs> to just type something into a search bar. I've like found things on YouTube to listen to that I have on my phone to unload it on my phone. You just play it, yeah, because it's just like, well, what am I gonna? Go find it on my phone. I'm, I'm already right here. Yeah. Spacebar and it plays. We uh for the last Pony League album, we were like, should we order CDs? Yeah. How many should we order? How many are we gonna sell? We ordered too many. We said, <laughs> if, if you want a Pony League CD, let me know. I can get one to you. I still have all my Pedro CDs. Like I remember going through uh, when we were moving. Like, I found all those, and I was like, Jesus, how are these not shattered? Like, how has this survived every move I've ever made? I was like, ah, I took care of those. Yeah, keep but, those. Yeah, I definitely, I found out about Death Cab for Cutie because of him. Like, he was, Ben Gibbard was actually in Pedro the Lion. What? Really? Yeah, he was the bass player, uh, probably 2001. Because they were all Washington yeah. Yeah, fans. same area. Jade Tree, wasn't that the label? Uh, Mariners fans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jade Tree put out uh, an EP, and I think Control was the first first full length. But yeah, that, that's another thing I was kind of think about while I was going through all this was like bands. I'm like we're getting to the bands that I still kind of like ride for. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, good. And that's one of them where I'm like, man, this dude is still going, still like, killing it. I, it's kind of amazing because. As music has shown, most bands start to suck after right. five years, six years, a couple records. Especially or, if you've been like consistently putting out music. Yeah, if you've been putting out good music, you're eventually going to taper off a little. Yeah. Bit. Like, well, and like you were saying, where he uh, after Achilles' heel, he started releasing stuff just as Bazan or David Bazan, and uh, there was one Cursor Branches. Which yeah. I really liked. That's my favorite solo record. Yeah, it's, it's 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 it's. I was like, okay, cool. So even though he's a different name, this is still great. But then I think like the next one or two that he put out, I wasn't a super huge fan of. Um, I forget what they were called, but I didn't. There was like kind of an electronic one as yeah. well that I wasn't that into. But I mean, he's still like making compelling music for sure. It's just kind of gone down like an avenue that I wasn't, you know, super. Not well versed in, but just don't really have room for, mm-hmm. I guess. But I'd still go see him live. I still kind of go out of my way to to see him to this day. He's um, coming. When is he playing here? Oh shit! Uh, August. August. You Where can, is he playing? You can segue into into this next one with that. Oh uh, yeah. He, um, uh, he's playing at the Variety Playhouse with Me Without You. Ah. Let's which, play. Let's play some Me yeah. Without You. 
which was pretty important, I'd say. Forgot about the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like me without you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, uh, they were a band I listened to, typically hanging out with uh, Charles Nogales was a fan. And I I remember him trying to get me to a, go to a show with him, and then I, I didn't go, but... They were like one of those bands. I was like, yeah, I, I like it. And didn't like it enough to like try to go see them or anything. Yeah. Never got super into them, but I knew people who liked them really liked them. Yeah, this, this record, this is another one I bought the day it came out at a Christian bookstore. <laughs> because I don't think you could find it anywhere else. Like, I'm pretty sure it was not available for distribution outside of that. But... Um, yeah, I love it. Kind of like Christian Fugazi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I like it more now than I did nah. back in because it was like outside my parameters of like what I like singers to sound like. Yeah. Whereas now I'm just like most of the singers I like now have fucking weird voices like this. <laughs> like this sounds like the singer yeah. from Titus Andronicus could <laughs> be singing this song. Yeah, I was like going to see this band was like a respectful hardcore show almost like he was really religious but you kind of got the impression they were like backwoods weirdos mm-hmm. like, yeah. they were, like very socially awkward and they first time we saw them might have been under the couch but they wore peacoats and like hats it was July <laughs> <laughs> and they were dressed like they were in fucking wilderness in December and so I was they like they were in uh, what was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie the Titanic no the one with the bear oh um uh, the Gangs Re- in New York Gilbert, Gilbert Grape <laughs> fuck that joke would have maybe worked <laughs> probably still wouldn't have um, it's good yeah, though this man was Still, like, kind of overly religious. Like, they were definitely a Christian band. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Yeah, but it <laughs> it's was not all these Christian bands. Yeah. I just didn't know were Christian. Bands. But it was so good that it like balanced it out. Like, I was like, I can still get behind this, right. even though it's not my thing. You know, yeah, everything else. Like, his lyrics were really good. He was. But again, there's some kind of weird, problematic relationship stuff. That, but, that you know, I mean, that's just a such a through line uh, through like all the yeah. early yeah. 2000s yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what else uh, saves the day yeah, 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 yeah. some pretty yeah. pretty cringy stuff it's, um, uh, yeah. yeah we I was thinking we because brand new has come up a lot oh. and uh, I remember I told our brand new story right uh, which one with you and brand new and yes i i told i said how you saved my life from getting trampled in the mosh pit during the rufio at a soup kitchen <laughs> at a soup kitchen um yeah that was that, that was like we had met maybe a few days before yeah or something like we had it's like 10th grade yeah, yeah we had like similar friends but had never like really met and then we were at that show and uh and now, now you're doing my podcast, and yeah. we've been friends ever since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that mosh pit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get my high school iPod merch, we should have a shirt that says, Thank, Thank God, God for, for that, that mosh pit. pit. 
and not that guy's lyrics. And Kyle, <laughs> Kyle's hand. Yeah, out. Kyle's reaching like like the uh, the creation of Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do that. Nobody steal that. <laughs> How weird would it be if somebody stole that? <laughs> We'll find them. Just out of context. Um, uh, another thing about me without you, real quick, that I just remembered is uh, they spell their name all one word, all, all lowercase, lower except yeah. for the Y in U, which I feel like is weird. some weird Christian thing. Right? A weird Christian <laughs> thing, and also something that I'm sure bands start off with, be like, we're going to do this, and then probably realize maybe like How? a year into <laughs> yeah. it of like, why didn't we just. Say it normally. Right. Just me without you. We have to commit to the bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're still doing it that way. Uh-huh. And if you were like, if you had them on your iPod uh, and you were like a true fan, you would all of put in your, in your <laughs> iTunes and you would change each yep. one to make it perfect. <laughs> um, what, else, what else we got for? Uh, we're, uh, we're coming down the home stretch here. Cool. I got a, another important. Yeah, we got like. The important ones here. Little alkaline trio. Pretty big. Pretty pretty huge alkaline trio fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which they've come up before, but I, I was like, if Kyle doesn't mention alkaline trio in his episode. <laughs> I'm a poser. <laughs> what was it about these guys in particular? They, they, it seems a little different than a lot of the other stuff you've mentioned. Um, I definitely, again, like I'm kind of listening to everything at every time. Like I was sure. never like, I only listen to metal. Right. I listen to this. Like very normal for me to buy a Page of the Lion record and a Jawbreaker record and an Alkaline Trio and a Poison the Well record like all at sure. once. Or um, see them all at a show like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like your regular plea <laughs> for case, peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I Alkaline Trio was just kind of like the emotional misfits almost. Yeah. Like they were dark and kind of gothy like dudes who got more relevant to my life the older I got. Like, I was like, yeah, like 2000, 2000 or 2001 was the first time I bought a record. Was the goth thing like legit or was, was that just kind of yeah, they're like, like a stage thing? Matsky was like a fucking weirdo. The, <laughs> the like current drummer is definitely like one of those like weird like church of like Satan guys. It's like not ironic like he like really buys into it. Deal. I think this holds up too, by the way. I feel like I thought that the last time we listened to Alquantry on here, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> They're, yeah, it, as they got older again, like it didn't, it kind of fell off. Sure. But I, I ride for him pretty much through like 2004. That's like, Skiba, Skiba still do Alkaline Trio, even though he's Blink 182 guy now? Yeah, they played last. Played last year, but I was out of town like, last August. What's going on with Blake White here? Are they touring and They're stuff? Touring with Lil Wayne. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, weird. Probably not going to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, I mean, it would take it would take a lot for me to go see Alkaline Trio. I think. Yeah. Much less Blink One Eighty Two. But I think a lot of and Lil Wayne, especially <laughs> that sort of genre. You know, whatever you want to call it but like i think a lot of it does sound dated and i think a lot of it is because of uh 
whatever your lead singer's voice sounds like. And his doesn't really, he, it was never as affected as some of the other people mm-hmm. in that genre doing like the weird fake accent and the long vowels and stuff like that. So that's another band that was like pretty believable. Cause it was three guys. He definitely didn't know how to play guitar when they started. Yeah. <laughs> Still doesn't really know that well. <laughs> Holy um, shit. And and I, look at him. He's doing yeah, great. He's great. Fucking killing it. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> I I think I related to that too because I was also really bad at guitar, <laughs> and I could play Alkaline Trio songs. <laughs> phenomenal to me, like really really fun. And like I said, the lyrics are like pretty emotional, mm-hmm. but yeah. also like really fucking dark. Like lots of drinking, lots of drugs, all before I had experienced any of that. Yeah. And then like ten years later, you're like, man, he's kind of onto some shit. <laughs> That's kind of cool. They were, yeah, they were the, because they were on Vagrant also, right? Um, they were the band that uh, I, I knew about through samplers and through other friends. Um, but yeah, they were just so different from, you know, uh, Dashboard and Saves the Day and the Get Up Kids. And uh, just with like, mostly like their subject matter. Like I remember the first time I heard uh, Private Eye and I was just like, holy shit, this is cool. Yeah. This is like weird. They were, they were a cool band too yeah. back then. Like, yeah. like they felt cool. And I, everybody liked them. Like nobody, like I feel like they kind of transcended uh, their genre or, or genres a little bit more than a lot of other bands at that time were, were doing. Mm-hmm. They crossed over into like people who like hardcore like uh, liked them, people who like pop oh, yeah. punk liked them. You know. Super glad I didn't get that tattoo. So, <laughs> so happy about that. You were going to get uh, an old English, I watched flies fuck on channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you can go anywhere in the world and run into someone that has like little Aqualine Trio heart. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. It's kind of like an unspoken, like, ah, you're kind of sensitive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they don't get it. They're like, I've never heard that band before. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the way this looks. Yeah, I got this like him built logo thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that shit was like all over Hot Topics. Oh, yeah. back at Hot Topic back in the day. Yeah, they had like some serious merch too. Mm-hmm. Like people... A lot of people wore Alcon Trio shit. Well, yeah, they 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 came up with that logo. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. All you needed was a good logo, right? And people would oh, get yeah, patches and yeah. all kinds of shit. Yeah, still gone. And I definitely I had my hair cut into a double lock for like ten years, <laughs> starting because of Matt's one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks, Skiba. Uh, Skiba, if you're listening, <laughs> thanks right. for everything. <laughs> Uh, I'll skip the Jawbreaker because that's <laughs> basically without Jawbreaker, there is no Alkaline Trio. Oh, uh, um, yeah. And yeah, I pretty much feel the exact same way, except I think Jawbreaker holds up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they have more kind of street cred, too. Yeah, yeah, they were. That was the band that I never thought I'd get to see. Like, I read about them so much and worshiped them, and then I got to see them. They did a tour, like, last year? Uh, yeah, there's, like, an active band again. They're still touring. Oh, cool. That's yeah. great. I, I went to their first reunion show, which, again, is something I never thought would happen. So I'll take that over Alkaline Trio pretty much any day. But, were they were they sharp? Could you tell that they'd taken time off? or? Uh, I'd seen the singers, like, other bands. Uh, one of his other bands. And they never stopped playing. But 
they were ten times better than I thought they'd be. I mean, one of my favorite shows, period. Cool. But, you know, I'm a little, you know, kind of a fanatic. So it, it could have been terrible, and I wouldn't have noticed. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw it. Oh, just, shit. All you hear is just perfection. Uh, let's do one more. If you take us out, you have a huge long list. That means you have to come back and do another episode. But if we're gonna, if we're gonna go out, uh, if this is your your final song, yeah, uh, I see what it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm really excited. It's probably the most important song on the list. All right, let's Wait, get it. Am I turning it up now? Yeah. yeah oh, right. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. If you put a gun to my head and said, "What's your favorite record of all time?" Either or, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Not the Elliot Smith we went to high school with, by the way. That was... He married one of my sister's friends, by the way. I, I'm glad he's still we, Weird wondered about story, him. but... Yeah. yeah. No, I... <laughs> I always, because that's how I always thought of him. I was just yeah. like, we went to school with... Or, like, you know... Every time I heard his name, I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, and it was also unfortunate. I mean, it was unfortunate that he took his life, but the fact that the, debate. the singer, uh, not the, uh, <laughs> not the kid, we the was singer, Elliot Smith, the singer, <laughs> and uh, because I remember that that next day at school, finding out about it. Um, wow, it, this was not on my radar when that happened. Yeah, and like I did not know like Elliot Smith until ruined after. my fucking world. Yeah, really? it was. Because I mean, you when know, was it? Was that like, like how, how? What age? Uh, Two thousand three. Two thousand three. Yeah. Wow. I guess I didn't really listen to his music until like post high school. October two thousand three. Yeah. Until like uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> That's probably when I started listening to Elliot Smith. Um, but I remember, yeah, like like we there was a group of us talking about it, and this other girl who was like at her locker, who didn't know the musician but knew. The guy who, oh was yeah, yeah, and she was like, "What did he do?" And we we're like, "No, no, no, not that one. No, no." And she was already like ready to just like lose it. We we're like, "No, no, no, he's fine." I mean, in hindsight, if I could have traded one for the other, <laughs> sorry, dude. Oh. Uh, yeah. he, he, I mean, his music is is beautiful, and I love it. But I mean, he was he was definitely. A, a depressed individual, yeah, like, troubled person. Yeah. It was pretty obvious in a lot of his songs. Yeah. just like that was most of the appeal for me. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> we, I, I feel like for me, I definitely had categories of music, and like I had my like sad bands or like my sad artists that like if I was if I was sad or if I was in a bad mood, like I would tend to like listen to those. And Elliot Smith was was definitely like when I first started listening to him, I would be like, "This is this makes me feel better because I'm sad." But then, I mean, he 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 also, I mean, he had some very kind of like more upbeat, yeah, like, like full al- band almost poppy songs. stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those were always like, if I was it, in a good mood, I yeah. got into those. It's always uh, I've, we I've, when we talked about Nirvana on Luke's episode, I kind of mentioned the same thing, but it's it's. Like, I mean, it's sad for, obviously, all sorts of reasons, but it's always like, I, I'm just curious what they would be doing if they had stuck around, if he was alive today. Like, would Elliot Smith have gotten to a better place and started making, like, big band pop music? Would he have made an album that was, like, you know, would he have, like, hit top 40s at one point, like, had just one single that, like, 
he had you know Lady Gaga sing on or something <laughs> you know weird but like it's totally possible yeah. I mean even more so I think in the case of Kurt Cobain yeah. like that dude definitely would have been you know doing stuff with you know pop singers and stuff in his later days if, if he had lasted I think Kurt Cobain would probably be more unbearable than Dave Grohl currently yeah <laughs> um, like there's just no way around having that much money and being interesting right <laughs> like, I, I mean kind of glad that dude's not around either but, yeah. um, I think oh, it's a totally was, different story with either of these people yeah, if they yeah. had you know lived like you don't know even what the music that they had put out what kind of impact it would have had or yeah. not yeah. had on, on, on the world if they had you know like themselves I think Elliot Smith had already kind of found his his niche of sorts like he he was already like in the indie circuit running that world he'd probably be playing at my job yeah like shit like that he'd probably be like a lifer like pro touring dude still putting out good music probably still pretty bummed mm-hmm. yeah like, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, that really goes away yeah it doesn't really fade like he was in his 30 mid 30s uh but yeah, i think he probably would have gone the more legit route yeah <clears throat> definitely would not have put out bad music like i could pretty much guarantee that yeah because there's even the dudes like demos that were just like throwaways are better than most of what i listened to this month yeah <laughs> you know yeah i think uh jeff buckley is a dude who probably would have made some terrible records if he had stuck around yeah like, i like jeff buckley yeah. but i just like can totally see like oh yeah he probably would mm-hmm. just like i don't know Definitely yeah. like a christmas album yeah some <laughs> weird yeah. choices be like a loungy like christmas record. right <laughs> like, he has like a rockabilly like it's a 12 of. minute long version of jingle bells it's like <laughs> super slow <laughs> like he has multiple songs on a shrek right totally like, yeah uh um well cool well let's uh let's let's wrap this thing up um kyle thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast thank you guys it was fun i really appreciate it yeah Um, baby if you're at the earl uh ever and you see uh a 12 foot tall guy behind the bar (laughs) that's kyle tell him you heard you listened to his episode of my high school ipod And, uh, hey, the, the Get Up Kids are playing the Earl suit. I barely yeah. talked about that on this podcast were, a bunch. They were also kind of on my list, but yeah. that was more like, eh, you know. We've talked. They were around. <laughs> We've talked yeah, about yeah, them quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like all we talked about with Justin Green. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to be at that show. We're going to uh, have a good time. I will I will go out of my way to make sure I'm there. Hell, yeah. Cool. Um, do you have any, I mean, we usually, we let people, if they want to, like, plug or promote or anything, do you have anything you want to uh, the one you want the people to know about? Uh, still booking shows. Still doing uh, all kinds of stuff with that at the Earl in East Atlanta. Um, yeah, have some kind of cool stuff coming up this summer, later this year. Got a documentary screening uh, sometime this summer that I guess I can't really talk about it, so <laughs> never mind. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, find me uh Dude City. Find me... I'll, keep the promotion stuff on there oh yeah uh, yeah Appreciate dude city um muhammad you got anything uh no uh, go to southern fried i don't know when that is though it's in july southern fried gaming expo that's uh rudy's doing all the programming for it this year you can probably insert the dates right here <laughs> july 12th through july 14th 
Thank you guys uh, so very much for, for listening to this. Uh, if you like it, tell, tell a friend about it. Spread the word. Um, the theme song uh, was performed by Marcus. You can find Marcus on Instagram at we underscore r underscore Marcus. Um, you can find this podcast uh, also on Instagram at my high school iPod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at my HS iPod. Um, you guys are wonderful and we love you. Shoot us an email at my high school iPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us, let us know what you think. Uh, if you have a suggestion, uh, let us know, but be nice about it. We know that we're, we're not great at this, uh, <laughs> but damn it. We're trying. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This is my high school iPod and it's your high school iPod too. Uh, until next time, uh, for Kyle Withrow, for Muhammad Joma, this is Jay Howell saying goodbye.